0: This episode of the OrthoBullets Audio Review Podcast will go over the topic of quadrilateral space syndrome from the shoulder and elbow section on orthobullets.com. Quadrilateral space syndrome is characterized by compression of the axillary nerve and posterior humeral circumflex artery in the quadrilateral or quadrangular space. Quadrilateral space syndrome is rare and often misdiagnosed as subacromial impingement it typically affects patients 20 to 40 years old and most commonly affects the dominant shoulder. Risk factors include overhead movement athletes like basketball players and contact or throwing sports athletes as well. The mechanism of injury is related to compression and reduction of the quadrangular space due to iatrogenic reasons like tight fiber spans or muscular hypertrophy, paralabral cysts, which are most commonly inferior labral tears, trauma like a scapular fracture or a shoulder dislocation, and benign or malignant masses. As far as the pathomechanics of this condition, the greatest amount of compression occurs when the arm is positioned in the late cocking phase of throwing, that is, abduction and external rotation. With respect to prognosis of quadrilateral space syndrome, long-standing cases often cause atrophy-slash-weakness of the teres minor and deltoid muscles. The axillary nerve passes through the quadrilateral space on its path to innervate the teres minor and deltoid and provide sensation to the lateral arm. Quadrilateral space syndrome is caused by compression of the posterior humeral circumflex artery and axillary nerve or one of its major branches in the quadrilateral space. Forward flexion and or abduction and external rotation of the humerus aggravate the symptoms. In some individuals, especially throwers, the nerve can become irritated from the repetitive motion, leading to nerve dysfunction, however the condition is usually self-limited. The quadrangular or quadrilateral space is lateral to the triangular space and medial to the triangular interval. The boundaries include the subscapularis and teres minor superiorly, the teres major inferiorly, the long head of the triceps brachii medially, and the surgical neck of the humerus laterally. The contents of the quadrilateral space include the posterior circumflex humeral artery and the axillary nerve, which comes from the C5 nerve root and the posterior cord. Symptoms of quadrilateral space syndrome include non-dermatomal distribution of paresthesias along the lateral shoulder and arm, shoulder external rotation weakness, and poorly localized pain of the posterior slash lateral shoulder, which is often worse at night and worse with overhead activity or the late cocking slash acceleration phase of throwing. On physical exam of these patients, you may see atrophy of the teres minor and deltoid. There may also be point tenderness over the quadrangular space. With respect to motion and strength, you may find external rotation weakness with the arm abducted in the throwing position, Other findings may include pain exacerbated by active and resisted abduction and external rotation of the arm. The neurological examination is usually normal. However, patients may have mild sensory changes in the axillary nerve distribution. Recommended radiographic views include a shoulder series that is AP, lateral, and axillary views. The findings are usually normal but should be used to rule out pathologic entities. MRI is often used to rule out rotator cuff pathology. Findings may show fatty atrophy of the teres minor due to its axillary nerve innervation. It may also show compression of the quadrilateral space and or an inferior paralabral cyst associated with the labral tear. An arteriogram may show a lesion in the posterior humeral circumflex artery. An EMG may be used to confirm the diagnosis and will typically show axillary nerve involvement. Non-operative management of quadrilateral space syndrome with NSAIDs, activity restriction, and physiotherapy is the first line of treatment. Glenohumeral joint mobilization as well as strengthening, posterior capsule stretching, and massage are the techniques used in physical therapy for this condition. Most people with quadrilateral space syndrome improve with 3-6 to months of non-operative treatment. A diagnostic lidocaine block may be used to help confirm the diagnosis and may also be therapeutic if positive. The technique is basically to inject plain lidocaine directly into the quadrilateral space. The starting point is 2-3 cm inferior to the standard posterior shoulder arthroscopy portal. You will have a positive result if there is no point tenderness or pain with full range of motion of the shoulder following injection. Operative options include nerve decompression, which is indicated for failure of non-operative management, significant weakness and functional disability, as well as for decompression of a space occupying lesion. Operative techniques include an open release of the quadrilateral space, plus or minus arthroscopic repair of a labral tear. The open quadrilateral space decompression is approached in the lateral decubitus position. A three to four centimeter incision is made over the quadrilateral space, Next, the posterior border of the deltoid is identified and should be reflected superolaterally. Next, the fat in the quadrilateral space between the teres minor and teres major is exposed. Then you will identify the axillary nerve by using the humeral neck as a reference. And you should obviously take care to avoid cutting the posterior circumflex artery. Then you will free any fibrous lesions adhering to the nerve. Finally, you will ensure the nerve is completely free of compression by moving the arm into abduction and external rotation. Post-operative care will involve immediate sling immobilization for comfort, early pendulum exercises to avoid new adhesions, and progress to full active range of motion with supervised physical therapy. So to quickly review, let's consider the case of a 27-year-old man who has had left-dominant extremity shoulder pain and weakness for the past five months. He denies any history of a precipitating event, but recalls that the pain began around the time he started lifting weights after a year off from lifting. Examination reveals full range of active and passive motion, negative Hawkins and near impingement signs, 5 out of 5 abduction strength, 5 out of 5 external rotation strength with the arm adducted at his side, and a negative belly press, Gerber liftoff, and O'Brien's test. He does have weakness with resisted external rotation with the arm abducted to 90 degrees. Radiographs are unremarkable. An MRI orthogram shows no rotator cuff tear or labral tears, however shows moderate isolated atrophy of the teres minor muscle belly. So based on this information, the most likely diagnosis is quadrilateral space syndrome. Examination reveals weakness of the teres minor muscle, and the MRI scan shows moderate isolated atrophy of the teres minor muscle belly, both of which are consistent with quadrilateral space syndrome, which is of course compression of the axillary nerve and posterior circumflex humeral artery in the quadrilateral space that is bounded by the teres minor, teres major, long head of the triceps, and the humerus. This syndrome has been related to compression of the neurovascular structures by muscle hypertrophy consistent with the patient's history of lifting weights near the onset of symptoms. The next step in confirming the diagnosis is a subclavian arteriogram with the arm in adduction as well as abduction and external rotation. NSAIDs, activity modification and physical therapy, focusing on glenohumeral mobilization and strengthening, as well as posterior capsule stretching, is the first line of treatment. Lidocaine injections can be diagnostic as well as therapeutic. Quadrilateral space syndrome is usually self-limited and will resolve in three to six months with non-operative treatment. However, a surgical nerve decompression may be warranted in those patients who fail non-operative management, have significant weakness and functional disability, or to decompress a space-occupying lesion. That's all for this review of quadrilateral space syndrome. This is the OrthoBullets audio review a daily podcast by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you tomorrow.